You know, for a song that I've seen performed live twice, the 8-bit version is pretty good. I will give them credit for that. That's a good 8-bit version. That 8-bit version is solid. Yeah, I've seen that song performed twice uh, in back-to-back years at the same venue. So... (laughs) Oh, gosh. Tells you about my life. That's raising a point of... I think I've seen Head P play the same song at the same venue... Because I've only seen them at, like, four places, but I've seen them 14 times. So, oh, wait, no, I've seen them five places. Uh, but I've only seen them at two of those locations um, once. So, been a lot of repeats. Yeah, I was to say, yeah, it would have to be a lot of repeats on that one. If yeah, that's, even if though that's the, the, the names of the venues have changed, but... Yeah. Yeah, did you see the uh, Mercedes-Benz Superdome is now going to change? Yeah, because they're looking for a new sponsor. Friends with Benefits podcast dome. Oh, I would, yeah, I would love to see the Friends with Benefits dome. Can you imagine the FWB uh, <laughs> dome cast? Oh my gosh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Uh, we're gonna have to pool we, our money together. We probably we probably only need more than we will both see in our entire lives. Yeah, that's 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 a very valid point. <laughs> that is one thousand percent right. Um. Yeah, because our um, uh, our our uh, just the tip club not going to pay those bills. I don't think. I don't think that's going to pay those bills. But man, uh, episode what twenty two, twenty three? I think so. Ish one of those episode friends with benefits podcast. Unbelievable! All new episode. I am Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. <laughs> we are, we are. And man, did you see uh, a rocket? Is there is there a, is there a No, the the AC kicked on. I didn't realize it was going to be so fucking loud. Like, like I'm going to give me just a second. I'm going to go cut that off. That's way too loud. Give me just a moment. I'm sorry. It's starting the the, the rockets now. 10, 9, 8. We we have lift off. And uh, that's how. See, some some places will uh, will just you know play some music and then they'll talk, and that's how they start a show. We set off a rocket. I, I like my air, my like my AC or my heat is normally always running during the show. I don't know what the hell just happened. Oh, we, it was launch time. You hit the launch code, <laughs> and that's just how it happens, man. I guess. Well, so, yeah, all new episode. We did not do a special episode or a bonus episode over the weekend because we had our uh, lunch party. We had, and it was a fun, what a fun lunch party it was. That was good. We need to do another one of those soon. I had a lot of fun uh, with the lunch party. Maybe I can find, uh, maybe I can scrounge up a special, special guest to join me, you, oh. and peacock or ob john whatever i'm supposed to call it i don't know so yeah maybe in a couple weeks we'll do uh we'll do another one and um and then at some point we're going to surprise everybody because uh we're going to do a zoom call and then we're going to see that everybody's in the same room (laughs) and then i'm so down for that like like we're going to start out the zoom call and it's going to be like shifting back and forth and then after like three minutes we're all going to be like wait we're in the same room, and this is going to back up, and we're all going to be just, like, in the same room right there. And then we're just going to do a show like that. It'll be fun. That works for me. I like that idea. Because in a few days, you know, we have the... Uh, the Ten or less. Yeah, ten or less. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give that a few weeks, going to give it a little bit of time, and then we'll all get together. Uh, and it'll be good. So that'll be fun. But before we get there... We're going through this episode. This one's going to be a hell of a fun one. I already know. Like sometimes you just know that an episode is going to be fun before you start. This is going to be one of those because um, if you've been following for the past like forever on the show, uh, we started a way back in like episode four, five. Uh, we had a 
a, a weekly topic that we thought would be really fun. Classic video game consoles, getting into current video game consoles. Every week, we're going chronologically based on North American release date for video game consoles. We're picking the one game from that console that we would want. That's, you know, our one game, like our top number one of all time game from that console. We've been going in order, and we are now... Hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah. The PlayStation 3 was November 11th of 2006. Yeah. This is the Nintendo Wii, November 19th, 2006. So what you're saying is, if you have, if you had both first day, you had uh, plenty of time to enjoy your PlayStation 3 before you got your Wii. Yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking about it. I'm wondering if the PS3 is the only con like it's the only console I can think of off the top of my head released on a Saturday because I went to a midnight release for the Wii and it you know they didn't release it till midnight which was technically Sunday so I can't really think of another console that's been released um, for you know on on a Saturday like that. A lot of them are always like Thursday, Friday kind of deals. Yeah, yeah. Usually it was like a Thursday, Friday, so you could get your whole weekend in. Um, you could, you know, you get it on a Friday, or you get it on a Thursday. You take Friday off, and yeah. uh, you know, you just play all your 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 five launch games, two of which were actually playable. Yeah, I. Uh... Well, I actually, I bought a Wii at launch. Like, I, I got a launch title Wii, and I bought um, Twilight Princess with it, and then I impulse bought Red Steel. One of those was a massive mistake, and the other yeah. one was a first-party Zelda game, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I remember um, when I bought the Wii, uh, I worked at a... Uh, as they call it here, a Walmart's worked at a Walmart, uh, in the electronics department. And we got a box. Uh, they were supposed to ship in boxes of four. Like you're supposed to get four in each box when they, when they shipped it to the store. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, we got a box with two. Huh. And so I had been kind of like on the fence, like not really, uh, like, like not really, really interested in buying a Wii, but I was like, eh, maybe I'll get one. Yeah, maybe. And then we got this box of two and my buddy was like, Hey man, do you, do you want me to hang it? Hold on to one, hold one back for you. And you can get it after your shift. And it was like just after lunch. So I was like, man, I'm going to have to wait like four hours, five hours. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Like hang on to it. And if I decide I don't want it, then we can, you know, put it back on the shelf. It'll be fine. And so I ended up getting it. Um, and, the rest is history. Uh, of course, I did not get a launch game with it, so all I had was Wii Sports. Um, however, I managed to get so much mileage out of Wii Sports because uh, uh turned every one of those Wii Sports games into some sort of drinking game. <laughs> In engineer to the stars, Paul Frankie, uh, when he would close at his job um, in 2007, pretty much every every week when he would close on Thursdays, he would come to my house and we would play uh Wii baseball for yeah. about an hour and a half. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'll tell you though, the one thing that uh, the Wii started and it is the literally the very worst thing about owning a video game console the it, it's it's the problem start with every Nintendo system starting with the Wii, okay. like every console. It's when you don't turn it on for a really long time, and then after like after a a a long time, you turn the system back on, and you have to systematically delete all the me's of all your exes or people that you don't hang out with anymore. And you realize, like, it kind of makes you real sad because you're like, oh, yeah, they used to play enough that I made them a character. And now they don't. 
So now I have to take the big claw from Toy Story and murder them. <laughs> and then you get so depressed that you don't even want to play your game anymore. That's how it happens. So RIP all the me's of my uh, friends that I don't hang out with anymore or all my exes that I made into me's um, that I then murdered because I had no use for them anymore. Much like the people that the me's were based on had no use for them, so they were gone. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Fucking savagery on that. <laughs> yeah, I just want you to know if at any point... You were a me on one of my Nintendo consoles. You are not anymore. I just want you to know that. <laughs> yes, I, I that means you. <laughs> uh, I don't think I actually made a single other me on my Wii U than myself that you like had to make. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I like. I really don't think I made a single other person. Uh, so yeah, so that that was always just my worst part. Was like. Uh, you know, I would, first of all, I would go through and I would make like all the stereotypes. Like I would make like, uh, just like a generic, uh, black guy to have in my games and a generic Asian guy just to have in the games. Cause you know, it would like populate the games with some of your other me's if you weren't yeah. like, even if they weren't playing and I wanted to feel like I had a more diverse group of friends than I did. So <laughs> I would like that way randomly. I'd be like, Oh yeah. Hey, it's, it's, it's a uh, generic black me in the, in the crowd. <laughs> not black me, but like black M-I-I. Um, but <laughs> so um, I, I legitimately, I had 17 like people I knew as me's on my uh, Wii. Right. And so Paul and I always hated having that, like just one random character get populated. So he convinced me to make Tommy Oliver. <laughs> Which, having met Jason David Frank, I can't say I regret anything more than that. <laughs> uh, that guy's a tool. He's kind of a douche. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm trying to be generous here. I'm trying to be nice. Fair, 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 he was. Fair. He was real nice to me in the fact that uh, you know when uh, I had him sign my giant poster, he took a picture with me at no additional charge. Oh, that's cool. So I will give him enough props that uh, you know he did not have an additional charge for a photo because. You know, he was like, because, you know, they do like the combo deal. Everybody does the combo deal where it's like you can get an autograph or a photo or an autograph and a photo. And, you know, prices vary depending on your option. And so I opted just for autograph because I'd met him before. And I was like, it's not a huge deal. And he's like, oh, man, let's get a picture. And I was like, oh, I didn't pay for the picture. And he's like, I don't care. Come here. And so we we took a picture. It was cool. So kind of a douche uh it was like the third time that he was recording a video on his instagram or facebook and he got pulled over that i stopped following him yeah uh it was um because he always uh because he always, like, following him on social media was a chore. Yeah. Uh, like, I remember at one point the Instagram posts were, like, 25 a day. Yeah, well, that like, was the problem. Like, you couldn't see anybody else that you followed because he would yeah. just, like, swarm your feed. Yeah, and if I have to scroll to get through what you've posted that day, no thank you. Yeah, it's too And much. it was... Um, on like online on Facebook, it was, you know, when I still had one, uh, it was, uh, when he was like, when some guy had called out CM Punk and he took like the douchey guys side of everything. Yeah. And was like, get Matt time, have a fight, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I've been challenging you forever. It's like, dude, no, like he has a UFC contract and you want him to come fight at your Jesus didn't tap gym. <laughs> and it's uh, like, and it, like his whole, and I'm putting feud in quotes is like with his feud again in quotes with CM Punk was just so pathetic. It was sad. It was like legit sad. 
because it didn't start until Punk quit WWE, and it didn't start until he announced he was like trying, like you know, when people knew he was still training for MMA. Yeah, and it was just this pathetic reach at like you, you, he had no interest in actually fighting CM Punk. He didn't. He just wanted his celebrity to get higher. Oh yeah. And because you know how many times CM Punk ever acknowledged Jason David Frank about like all the people that had challenged him for fights and stuff. Like he even made a joke about the guy that played out Ed O'Neill. He even made a joke about him challenging him. You know how many times he even gave Jason David Frank the time of day. I'm going to guess it's the number that looks like a donut or a bagel. That's the one. That's a big it. fat zero. <laughs> as many as he deserved. Uh, I just like, and it just felt pathetic, especially coming from a dude who was in his forties and was like reaching so fucking hard. Well, yeah, because you know, a, uh, the, the scrub always tries to reach up yeah. for the star. Second place always reaches for first. It's never the other way around. Yeah, and I, I want to know, like, I really want to know, because they were both, uh, they both did, like, the con circuit for a little bit. Yeah. And you know they ended up somewhere at the same time. And you know if they ever walked into a room together, he was nothing but, like, oh, so nice to meet you. But, like, he was probably this massive ass kisser when he spent, like, a year and a half calling him a punk and stuff online. Well, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I imagine that it was a lot like... Um... Uh, the uh, Jim Cornette Santino Morella stuff, like where Jim Cornette spends like forever and a day saying that if he ever sees Santino Morella at a convention or anywhere that he's gonna beat the shit out of him, and then they got that video of like uh, Jim Cornette just comes up to him and starts yelling at him, and says that he's going to uh, call the cops, call the security, call all this stuff, and like uh, you know sissies out. Yeah, and Santino Morello's like Santino Morello's like I thought you said that you were gonna you know yell at me and like beat the shit out of me and like confront me. What are you doing? And Jim Cornette's like, ah, security, security. Jim Cornette is the Alex Jones of professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, I, I truly don't believe that he. Um, I, I don't think he believes half the stuff he says. He's doing it to get article headlines and get. Uh, like stuff, he just wants his name out there. Stay relevant, man. That's how yeah, you get the, booked. You know, and he's he said, "Well, I don't, I don't want to go and manage the revival in AEW." It's like they didn't call you. It's not that you don't want to. It's that they didn't call you, Jim. So keep wearing track pants and your own T-shirts every single day of your life and trying to be relevant when you've been fired from every every major promotion in this country. With the exception of AEW, who never hired you. Yeah. Um, I think the only place that he hasn't been fired, I legit think the only promotion in the United States that has not fired him as of the time of this recording is United Pro Wrestling. <laughs> if MLW even fired him. Um, which, by the way, do you know who, um, uh, when we do live shows... Who uses the orange microphone? Like when we have the wireless mics, who's who's has who has orange on the bottom? I normally use the red. Okay. And I think you and John use blue and green, so I think it yeah, Julian maybe. Oh, that's that's trouble. Why is that trouble? Because that's the one that Jim Cornette used when he was UPW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There you have it. All right, so we were talking about we. Oh, you want to you want to start a you want to start a podcast to podcast war with Jim Cornette? No, because I don't want the fucking mouth breathers from his okay. podcast uh, harassing us. Okay, I mean we can we can start a we can start a fight. All right, well, give we'll, me some time to think about. We'll, give me some time to think about. Let, let's find a podcast to pick a fight with. Um, we'll go talk we'll go. nerdy to me sucks. Yeah, yeah, they're the worst. Bunch of dorks. So, well, see, that's the problem is they they don't know how to operate a podcast, um, like like software. They don't uh, like an app, so that they can uh, listen to other podcasts. So they'll never hear us call them out. So we need to find another one. 
Savagery. The savagery. I'm just. I'm. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, back to the back to the Wii. Is it who goes first? Is it me or is it you? I did PlayStation Three first. All right. So this is going to be fun because this is the first time I believe. I believe this is the first time that a franchise is going to show up for a second time in our list. Uh Because from the second that the game was announced, I knew I had to have it. Their ad campaign was freaking phenomenal, and I loved everything about it. It took the fantastic play mechanics of the original and Update it, it used the Wii motion controls in the greatest way possible. The only Wii game that I still have to this day don't have Wii Sports, don't have any of the other stuff, don't have any of the other games that I had. Punch out. We punch Dude, out. I've heard that that game is great. I've heard, because I only ever played it once, and it was only for like 20 minutes. It is so great. It brings back almost all of the characters that you love and a bunch of new ones in a fun way with the motion controls. It takes, if you liked, uh, like Wii Boxing, that was the big concern everybody had, is that Wii Boxing was like very hit or miss. Uh, yeah. It was like... Very hit or miss. It was like when it was great, it was great. When it was rough, it was really rough. And so when they said, oh, Wii Punch-Out's coming out, everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like Wii Boxing, which is not good. It is phenomenal. The motion controls are incredible. The dodging and the ducking are perfect. Uh, the dives and the dips, though, not as good. Just kidding. That's a dodge. What about, what about the other dodge? Oh, the other dodge also phenomenal. Um, but like the uh, like when you hold the buttons to do how it differentiates between upper and lower hits. Oh my gosh! Like it's so good. Uh, it is just it, it. It takes my favorite original Nintendo game, brings it into the uh, the twenty ish ish century, uh, and just just blew away my expectations. I will say, uh, I know a lot of people that had that and absolutely loved it. Um, like I said, I didn't have a lot of playtime with it. Uh, so we, we, we've talked about this and this is actually a story that I could tell this week or, or I could tell today or whenever we record our next show, probably Sunday. Um, but I had sold off most of my Wii and Wii U collection uh, when, uh, you know, I, I moved out on my own. Money was tight for a little bit, and uh, I still wanted to buy, like, games and stuff. And the GameStop was doing the trade-in over blah, 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 and get 50%. So I purged my game collection. And that's when I sold my 360. That's when uh, I got rid of, like, all my 360 games, all my PS3 games, and... All the stuff I ended up with like seven hundred dollars in store credit to GameStop. Nice. Like just, I don't think I bought and like, I don't think I paid for a game the rest of the calendar year of twenty fifteen. Gosh. Uh. And the, the only time I actually went into my own pocket was. I was so unbelievably angry about the Just Cause uh, fiasco, or the Just Cause 3 fiasco of uh, being 18 hours into the game when save file corrupted. Uh, that's like the uh, my Arkham City. Yeah. Uh, where I got 85% overall done with like 100%ing the game. I was 85% complete with the game, not just the story, but like everything. And it just deleted my save. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. I, I paused the game. No, here's a fun follow up to this. I paused the game because we were going to, we were supposed to record. It was the, the way back. We're getting in the way back machine. It's when we recorded on like Sunday afternoons. Right. Which we do now again. (laughs) Temporarily while the, uh, while the thing is going, we're here for you while COVID's, you know, making everyone else not be there for you. Uh, 
so I think we were like, I thought we were supposed to record. I hadn't checked my phone in a bit and I look down and I see I've got like another hour, 45 minutes because we have to push back a little bit. And I go, I reopen the game and I just get the, you know, how when something goes wrong in your PlayStation, it goes. Yep. It says cannot retrieve save file. So I try again and I go and I look like on the, the drop down menu of notifications and it says corrupted. So I ejected the disc, knew I had enough time to go to GameStop. Uh, wait, no, this was, yeah, this was 2016. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so I drive over to GameStop. I come home. Or I, I drive over to GameStop with the game. I traded in. They gave me like $26, $27 in credit or something like that, which I paid nothing. So it was basically just like, oh, here's more nothing for you. So I was like, nah, just give me Doom. And I was so angry at the time, I didn't think about it and just handed him my debit card to pay the other half of it. And I just didn't want to like go through the whole trouble of having like the charge reversed and then having to run the credits. and Yeah, just a hassle. Yeah, it was way too much trouble. So I think that was the only time from like something crazy like... April until like the end of 2016. Jeez. Uh, but the story leads to, you know, I'd sold off most of my Wii and Wii U collection. I had it literally down to um, four games on Wii and two games, or no, four games on Wii U and two on Wii. So when I started rebuying stuff, I, uh, when I started rebuying stuff, this was something I was like angry at myself that I ever got rid of. And when they announced the Switch, they started um, doing new. You know, like the GameStop would again run like the buy two get one free. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even purposely like pimping GameStop here. This is just how the story goes. And I was so angry that I'd sold off New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Ah, yeah. Uh it was a ton of fun. It introduced the copter hat. Um, it had, I think like so many different little hidden worlds and that kind of stuff. And, uh, the one on Wii U is good, but I think you could even say what I'm going to say next time. So I wanted to talk about this and I'm, I, I have a deep love for 2d Mario games. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's a ton of fun. It had the four-player multiplayer, which you can either, like, which is utter chaos with your friends. But, yeah. So, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. It was great. I mean, it, was, it was so good. They did a, like, for the Wii U, one of the launch titles was New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. So, you know, it got a, it got a sequel. It's a, a great choice, a crazy fun game, and uh, it adds a bunch of new twists and spins on a classic Mario formula. Yeah. So great choice. Great choice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, we are compiling like an all-star roster of games. <laughs> we are. We've had a, a lot of good ones. I don't know if either of us have like kept track of everything we've said. No, but. no we're going to have to go back and write them all down. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be a contest or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, so while I was going back through uh, this week and, you know, going back, I, I have a box that has like all my old games in it for systems that I don't play anymore. And I was I was wondering, I wonder which Wii games I have left. And, um, so I had a weird day this week in between, you know, looking for, I've been going through a bunch of boxes for stuff, like all my old stuff. And, uh, I got a text from you, um, <laughs> and it was like, I was, I was at work and you sent a text and, uh, you told me something and, uh, like later that day, just before lunch, I went into, uh, to work and, uh, there was a guy at work that said, 
hey man, so you were in my dream last night. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's like, it, it was a bunch of work related stuff. But he was like, yeah, he's like, you were in my dream. And I was like, oddly enough, <laughs> you are not the first person to tell me that. So apparently, Sunday night, Monday morning, I was really busy because I was in multiple dreams overnight. Well, I, I mean, at least you were just doing work stuff in his. You were yeah. a raving psychopath in the one I had. Well, you know, uh, it's just me turned up to 11. Should we tell the people? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it. Read back the text that you read to me or that you sent right. to me. Let me. Because that was, it was a really funny, uh, really, it caught me off guard. <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. Had a dream you built a phone bomb and tried to kill CM Punk. I was also stone cold sober on Sunday night, so not sure what that means. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had this weird dream where you were, um, you, you know, you were, you, you built this bomb and you really wanted me to go to the show with you because he was back in WWE. He was wrestling and you really wanted me to go to the show with you because you had the, you had this like cell phone bomb built and you were, you were going to get him. And I was like, Okay. This is weird. Um, so, like, I talked you out of it, and I gave you the reasoning of being like, well, man, like, that makes me an accomplice, and I don't want to go to jail. And you were not hearing any of it and still yeah. very insistent that I go, and I'm not really sure what happened. Because, like, I remember vividly watching it on TV and seeing you in the front row, uh -huh. and, then I, and then I woke up. <laughs> See, you should have gone with me, and you would have got front row seats. And then maybe, yeah. like last time, you would have had um, AJ Styles in your lap, <laughs> uh, like which had what happened to us uh, already, so what happened to us before, so um, real thing. So that's what happens when you hang out with us, is uh, you get front row seats and wrestlers fall into your lap. And I apparently make bombs. I don't know. <laughs> I want to state for the record... That, uh, number one, I would never harm CM Punk. Um, I feel like I need to state that just so there is no, uh, uh, no, no worry, uh, to his health for me, at least. I just feel like for the record, I need to set that right. Yeah. Uh, but I also, and I saw something apparently, um, vivid dreaming has been up a lot during. Yeah. The COVID. Um, that's just what I'm going to call it now. The COVID. The COVID. That works. Um, and, yeah, I guess it's due to, like, increased anxiety, increased stress, and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, people have been having more vivid dreams and have all been trying to, uh, like, I guess that's their brain's way of, like, dissociating is to just be, like, get away from the stress of your real life. Have these dreams. That are so intense. Yeah, that are super weird. And yeah, like there's a whole like sub, I don't want to say culture, but like a, like this whole thing about like ways to encourage or improve the, uh, the chances of you having a vivid dream and uh, like all these like strategies and like certain things that you can do to improve the chances of getting one. And see, for a while, I just thought a vivid dream was like, you know, a dirty dream because vivid, vivid entertainment, <laughs> you know, they, they do all the dirty movies. And I was like, okay, like I'm down with that. And then they were like, no, it's like when you know you're in a dream and you can control it and it's crazy and it's like super wild. And I'm like, I mean, that's less cool, but okay. I mean, whatever. Uh, I often dream and like halfway through it, I realize it's a dream, but it doesn't change anything. Like stuff still happens. I can't like change it, but yeah. Like when you, like you, you'll be just awake enough, like to tell yourself, "Oh, this is a dream." Yeah. So, but yeah, I've had some uh, fun ones. I've had some weird ones. Uh, yeah, 
yeah. I'm trying to think about like any of the other, like now, of course, I can't think of any of the other vivid ones I've had during the COVID. Uh, yeah, during oh, I'm, I'm sticking to it, man. The COVID. Um, and yeah, but there's just been like some weird, some weird and fun shit. Like, uh, no, I do remember having a dream about a bunch of us at a convention and <laughs> the big name at the convention. And for some reason we were all so excited, like unbelievably stoked. It was Jonathan Silverman from uh, the single guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> and there was a massive line to meet the dude who starred in the single guy. Instead of, uh, like, I, I feel like from, from everyone who was on that show, like, Ernest Borgnine would have been the person I'd be excited to meet, but no, no. Well, he did. Yeah, well, true, and so is Jonathan Silverman's career. Yeah. Fun fact, well, I mean, he, yeah. Star- he starred in Beethoven 6. Oh, that that's even after Judge Reinhold said no. Yeah. That's how you know you've hit the bottom, is Judge Reinhold is like, nah, and you're like, bring it to me. If you pick up Judge Reinhold's sloppy seconds in any any definition of that. Come on, man. Show some respect for Judge Reinhold. I mean, I mean Judge Reinhold now. Like, Judge Reinhold, like, 88? No, nah, man, don't, don't, you can't hold him back. Judge Reinhold, 2020? Uh, I mean, you have to assume he has, like, a job at Walmart or something now, right? I don't even think Walmart would hire him. But, like, because oh. Because here's, here's how I look at it. Gary Coleman, before he died, I feel had hit less of a bottom than Judge Reinhold. And Gary Coleman could only work as some, like, discount security guard, which, first of all, is hilarious. But second of all, doesn't say a lot about his employability. Going to look up and see what Judge Reinhold is doing in 2020. Right. Like, I remember he got, like, he got in trouble at an airport not too long ago. So maybe they let him out because of the COVID. See, I'm, I'm trying to help it spread, like the COVID. Um, Amer- American actor is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Wow, he's had some bad. He's had some rough plastic surgery. I'm gonna send you a like. I'm gonna just screenshot this and send it to you. Oh no, I don't know if I'm ready. I just ate, so. <sighs> Coming at you. Um. And let's see. Let's see what old Judge Reinhold has done. Uh, Filmography. I wonder if it's going to... Why does it have its own sub on Wikipedia? Like, you click on it, and you have to go to a different thing. Video games? Oh, okay. It was from 2001. He probably voiced something. Four Christmases and a Wedding, the television movie. Oh, poor guy. The Detour, two episodes. Easy Money, four episodes. He was, he played himself in Arrested Development. And yeah, I mean, it's one, two episodes, one episode, one episode, like. Oh, God, they did a National Lampoon's Thanksgiving movie that was direct to TV. Uh, that's probably even too good to be direct to TV. Yeah. Ugh. All right, let's see. The, what Does, year do you think was the last time he was in a movie? Does Judge Reinhold have a Twitter? Uh, 2006. It, so that was probably the last big movie he was in. <laughs> oh, he does have a Twitter. All right, we're going to tag him in this episode. <laughs> uh, the last big movie he was in was The Santa Claus 3. Oh, um, I've never heard of Swing Vote, Dr. Doolittle, Million Dollar Mutts, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven movies that don't even have, like, they don't have articles on Wikipedia. You can't even read about them. Yeah. He tweets like an asshole. I just want to say that right now. I'm, I'm sure he does. Like, he retweets a lot of stuff, and then he just, like, he'll have, like, he posts, like, a video or a picture and then he just has like a like like three or four words, and then like fifty hashtags. Ugh. 
Yeah. Oh, that's sad. He tweets like an asshole. If you Google him, and like if you Google him in the phrase net worth, it says annual salary under review. <laughs> yeah. And I know those are always wrong. Like if you look up people's like how much is so and so worth, like those numbers are always wrong. But that's funny. One of the streamers I watch um, was talking about that on one of his on his stream one day. And he was like, no, like someone sent me an article saying I'm worth twenty seven million dollars. He's like, guys, if I was worth twenty seven million dollars, I still I would not be doing this anymore. He's right. like, me and my wife could live for the rest of our lives and put my kid to do whatever he wanted for all of his life. He's like, yeah, for half that. Yeah. So he was very much like. Yeah. And, and so this stuff is nowhere close to accurate. No, not even close, but. Because it's on the internet, it's got to be true. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what's the last, like, what's the last horrible dream that you've had? Oh, gosh, it's it's really sad. Oh, God, okay. What about the last scary dream you've had? Let's not talk okay. about sad ones. I don't want to talk sad dreams. I want to talk about, like, scary or uh, good dreams. What's the, the last, last scary like, one? Of the last, like, scary, scary one I can remember uh, was when I played Outlast 2. Uh, oh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. And uh, they crank... Did you ever play Outlast, like the original one? A little bit, not a lot. Well, they crank the sexuality up a lot in All Outlast right. 2. All right. And uh, no. <laughs> and, I mean, it is just insanely creepy and insanely terrifying. And still the best version of Alien Isolation you can play. Um, it's just like, so I had that dream, and Outlast 2 set on a farm instead of in an asylum. And man, like I was on a farm, there was this weird cult, they were trying to find me, and my phone was dead, I didn't even have a camera like the dude does, and then all of a sudden I just like, throw this door open into this like factory, but all the windows have been sprayed black. Ugh. So it's like the only option I have is to literally walk into this place where it's like hand in front of your face dark. And as I walked in and the door shut behind me, woke up. Oh well, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. That's cool. What about you? Um, about you the last the last dream I had that like for whatever reason really scared it like like left me unsettled was um there were uh there were reports of people that were going around the neighborhood and it was like the neighborhood where I lived and they were like they, like they were pretending to be meter readers. And what they would do is they would like rob people's houses and like, you know, if they, if the people fought back, they'd kill them and all that stuff. And it was like, it was so, Jesus. it was so realistic, uh, that it like, it, 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 I woke up and like, I thought it was real. I was like, oh my gosh, like there are people going around, like reading, pretending to say that they're going to, you know, um, try and like read your meter or, or like they would knock on the door and be like, there's a problem with your meter. We need to go check something. And then like they would, they would use that to force their way in. And it was just, it was like, it was so hyper realistic that it freaked me out. Um, so I wrote it down and I was like, I could make a scary short movie out of that. <laughs> so creepy. Have you had a, have you had any good dreams recently? a dream where me and Paul were bikers. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we decided to ride over to Henderson one day and see my parents, and yeah, that, like that was the dream was us riding and then like hanging out with my parents. It was it was a good time. You know, I haven't seen Paul in a long time, and I haven't seen my parents in a long time, so I think it was just like my brain being like, see these people that you miss. Okay. So. 
That's that's not bad. So yeah, that, that's. I picture I picture uh, Paul Frankie as a uh, like the biker um, like sex machine from from Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> dream, like that's how I would picture him. Is he's got like the crotch gun and everything, like like full he, on. He's Tom Savini from yeah. Dustal Dawn. I'm Jake Busey from the <laughs> Dustal Dawn TV series. You're you're Jake Busey just from being Jake Busey. Like is pretty much how that would be. I wish I was cool enough to be Jake Busey. It was so nice. I don't know. Have I have I gotten to tell the amazing Jake Busey story on this show yet? Uh, I, I, you've told the, the hospitality room one and yeah, tell the one about my dad, uh, and the one, uh, about where he put the sign up, uh, for autograph prices and Christy Hemi, which was a great one where like he, he kept trying to get people to get Christy Hemi's phone number for him. Jake Busey did. Yeah. Wasn't that Jake Busey? I have no idea. It sounds like it could be where like he was at a convention with Christy Hemi and he had like, you know, all those prices for everything. And then it was like at the bottom, it was like something and it would put, he wrote Christy Hemi's phone number <laughs> and he spent That's like, amazing. he spent like the entire convention trying to get, trying to get people to get Christy Hemi's phone number for him. I could have sworn yeah. that was Jake Busey. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Uh, but I, I haven't told the story about my dad and Jake Busey. No, you have not. So, uh, I think this was Scarefest 2014 when I got to meet him and Sean Astin when I was doing the hospitality suite thing. So I post, uh, you know, again, posted the pictures online and my dad comments. He's like, tell him I enjoyed him in contact. Ah. So... Uh, Jake Busey has a bike shop in California. I'm not much of a hat guy, but the hats looked so cool. It's all I wanted. So I like go down to his table. I was like, hey, man, do you have like one of those hats I can buy? He's like, actually, they're not for sale. I just brought this one from the shop I own. I'm just like, fuck, can I buy one online? No, we don't sell them online. Shit. Uh, so like we're talking and he's packing up because I thought he was going to be there Sunday and I have time to like talk to him for a little bit and he's like packed up his entire table. And, uh, so we're just standing there talking and he's like still packing up and everything. And I was like, man, I would be remiss. Uh, my dad told me to tell you, he really enjoyed you in contact. He like stops packing turns, puts his hand out, shakes my hand. He's like, please, please tell your father. I said, thank you. And I was like, Oh, okay. They're good guy. Jake Busey. I will yeah. tell my father that. That's super nice. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to tweet at him and be like, hey, man, come tell that story on the podcast. God, I, I bet wish. he would. He did call me out for having my Starship Troopers tattoo in the wrong place. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I bet you, you could get him. I don't know. You work on him. I'll work on Judge Reinhold. That's unfair. That's a very unfair. That's that's not a fair trade at all, man. And Jake Busey was just in Stranger Things. Like <laughs> Judge Reinhold has been in stuff that doesn't even, that don't even have Wikipedia pages. Yeah, uh, Jake Busey was just in Stranger Things. Judge Reinhold has been doing Stranger Things for money every day. <laughs> that's how we do that, and that's how we wrap up that one. Ah, what? no, 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 oh, no. Oh, is there no, more? No, no. You have to tell you you have to tell a good a good uh, dream you had. I haven't had a good dream in a while. <laughs> Is that sad? Is it sad? I have not had a good dream in a while. I've had a lot of like weird dreams and like just like odd or like not realistic dreams. Just like I know they're real weird, but I haven't had one where I wake up and I'm like, that was a really good dream. And I don't know how long. I don't know what that says about me. Someone will bummer, probably man. I hope you have some good dreams soon. No, me too. We can revisit this when you do. We will. I'll, I'll give an update when I have a good dream. I will come back on the show and be like, hey, man, I finally had a good dream. I will tell you one thing that I, that happened that was really good this week, though. Okay, what you got? It's completely unrelated to anything, uh, but it kind of ties into what we talked about last week, sort of. Okay. So in our last episode, we talked about, uh, like, movies or shows or something that we had watched 
that like held up that we, you know, we hadn't, okay. that we hadn't watched in a really long time. Like I'd been going back and watching old movies and, um, seeing if I still like them. And I did something, it's not movie related, but, uh, for the first time in a, a really, really, really long time, like since it first came out for the first time ever on Sunday, I had a surge. Nice. And I hadn't had one since like eight months before they got discontinued. So like I hadn't had one in forever when they came back, didn't have one still hadn't had one up until literally Sunday. Did they come back again? Like right now there, you can get them um, like from a fountain. You can get them at Burger Kings and I think Amazon has cans, but so I had one for the first time in like forever. Right. I think the only time I had one on the re-release was a uh, friend of the show, Ken Kirk. Oh yeah. And I were going to the Louisville arcade expo. Nice. Uh, nice. Screw those guys. Um, yeah, fuck them. but yeah, the Louisville arcade expo and they'd, uh, like Ken stopped. He's like, I'm going to go ahead and fill up on gas. And he's like, because uh, Lexington hadn't gotten it yet. For some reason, Surge showed up in Louisville first. So he got two cans of Surge, and we drank those, and, oh, the diabetes was running through me. Yeah, it's, like, super, super sweet, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I remember Surge being, like, exceptionally average when I had it the first time. Like, the last time that I remember having it, I remember it being, like, just extraordinarily average. Like if off white was a taste. Oh god. It would be surge like meh, like it's whatever. It's not really, you know, it's not dynamic in any way. But I had it on Sunday. And let me tell you, it rocked my balls off. I friggin' loved it. So there you go. Fair enough. Maybe. Fan. Sir. I, I, fan. Me. I don't drink soda. I just don't drink soda anymore, though. I, uh, I'm trying not to drink it as much. Like, I'll have, like, I'm limiting myself per day how much I can have. And, um, but yeah, like, I, and, and partially, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It was a happy accident because they said, this establishment that will not be named unless you back up the show like 90 seconds. Uh, they said, we were out of Coke. We're out of Dr. Pepper. Would you like something else? And I was like, oh, the sign is right there that says we have surge. You know what? Just give me a surge. My, my, my. When I was this, uh, the meal you had during our lunch? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, 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 it was not. It was not. So you went to that place twice? Yeah. In a weekend? Yeah. But Yeah, I know. Buddy. Right. Don't feel bad for me. Feel bad for my toilet. True. That's all I'm going to say. Fair and I, enough. And I had something totally different, so it wasn't like the same thing. So it was fine. It was fine. I explored the menu, as it were. But, uh, so yeah, uh, now I kind of want to go and get another surge because I want it. But I'm not going to. Whatever. It's all good. Fair enough. You ready to make that call? Yeah. I'm sending you the numbers right now. All right. This is going to be interesting for me. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to like this. Now, let me let me let me be very clear first before I do this. Let me copy this and make sure that I'm not going to dial somebody in my address book. <laughs> Fair. Because it's a very real possibility. Nothing would make me happier. Okay, no, not anybody in my contact list. All right. You ready to do this? If you're unfamiliar, we we pick a random city. 
Uh, although apparently sometimes it's not random. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, I look up the prefix. Uh, I get provided the last four so that it's completely honest. Um, and we try and talk to whoever's on the other end. We just try and, uh, you know, see what they're up to. This is going to be interesting. All right, Dad, you want to tell them where we're calling? We are calling uh, Historic Downtown Bowling Green, Kentucky. Oh, shoot. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this is going to work. But one way to find out. Uh, we do this every week. Chris and Chris do America. Chris and Chris reach out and touch America. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, it. Uh, let me type this in here. Um Okay. Uh, it's, it's sometimes real interesting. Sometimes it's real funny. Sometimes, sometimes we just get hung up on. Uh, all right, here we go. Dialing historic downtown Bowling Green, Kentucky. If you would like to make and receive calls anywhere in the United States, oh. absolutely free. Oh. Simply visit magicjack.com <laughs> and begin making calls for free. It takes only seconds. Oh, did you know that it... Dot com. The Magic Jack number you've called has not yet been assigned to a customer. Oh, oh it's for some. It's it's for apparently a porn service called Magic Jack. <laughs> no, like I remember seeing commercials for Magic Jack. Yeah. It was like the thing you can buy at Best Buy. Plug it in for fifteen dollars and never pay us again. Uh, yeah, okay. Apparently that's still a thing. You know what else I learned is uh, is still a thing despite a crippling lawsuit and a whole bunch of fraud. Oh no! What? Remember those commercials uh, with the 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 overly smiling Bob for Enzite? Yeah, yeah. So that was a, that. Like the story behind Enzite is one of the craziest stories. That one and uh, this regional chain of uh, electronic stores called Crazy Eddie's. Fascinating fraud stories. If you look those up, uh, yeah, the Enzite guy. Um, like faced all these lawsuits. Yeah, it was super crazy, 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 crazy stuff. But uh, you can still buy Enzyme. Like a company bought all the rights and stuff to it, and uh, you can still buy it, which is a little wild to me. You can get your limp dick pills, um, quote unquote, naturally. All right, you want me to change any of these digits, or you want to call it? <sighs> Let's do one more. Let's right. let's give it one more shot. Okay. I'm gonna give it one more shot. Uh... Okay. Uh, all right. Here we go. Da, 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 da. And calling. Let's see what happens. acting like it's dialing. It's got the screen that it's dialing. It's not dialing. Ah, there we go. And dead air in the morning. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, we, like, I don't know what would actually happen. Like, we only have, have had it, I think, once or twice where we actually, like, got in a conversation with somebody like I wouldn't know how to behave if like somebody like we actually got somebody that, uh, um, you know, would, uh, would talk to us for like an extended period of time. Well, we've tried, we've, uh, we've put forth effort. We will keep uh, putting forth effort. It hangs up on me. No, that number is not valid either. Bowling green, pay your bills. <laughs> I don't know. Stop buying meth. Yeah, yeah, for the love of God, please. Please, Stop please. Buying meth. Please. But anyway, all right, we'll call it for that one. Um, <sighs> yeah. You know, bummer. Well, we will hopefully have another uh, special guest. Or special guest. Why am I saying a special guest? It's just going to be me and you. Well, we're uh, both special in, in our own way. <laughs> well, we will hopefully have... Another special episode for you guys this weekend. Oh, probably. But yeah. But until then, um, thank you for being a friend. Dude. Thank you for 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support as always. And thank you for supporting your friends with benefits.